dancers in fluorescent white prance and twirl across a stage under the silver latticework dome of the new museum. It's part of a carefully choreographed visual and musical program put on to celebrate the museum's long-awaited opening. Of course, France's first foreign Louvre franchise is not just a museum. It's an affirmation of France as a global power and an example of artistic institutions as diplomacy. Camille Petit is the director of the Institut Francais, which runs French cultural diplomacy in Abu Dhabi. She says that France has been developing its relationship with the UAE for some time. The ties between France and uh, the United Arab Emirates have lasted, of course, for a long time, and they are very diversified in politics, of course, defense, economics, but culture is a very important pillar. And uh, we have uh, many various instruments, actually, uh, that enable France to be present in the UAE. You have, of course, the Louvre Abu Dhabi that, uh, you know, just opens now. You have also the Sorbonne, Paris Sorbonne Abu Dhabi, that opened more than 10 years ago. And you have a lot of, uh, you know, cooperation with universities and all this. And you have about 30,000 people, French people, in the UAE. An imposing portrait of the Emperor Napoleon crossing the Alps on a rearing white horse looms large in one of the museum's 12 air-conditioned galleries. Jacques-Louis David's painting portrays traditional hard power, in this case, French military conquest. But it's also a symbol of how the tables have turned. The painting no longer just represents power, it's become an instrument of soft power. It's one of 300 national treasures on loan from France as part of a deal worth almost a billion euros, which also includes the very name Louvre that the Abu Dhabi Museum will be allowed to use for the next three decades. This is just the latest example of cultural convergence between Europe and the Gulf. Another is a non-profit collective called Edge of Arabia, set up by the British artist Stephen Stapleton with two Saudi artists almost 15 years ago. It puts on exhibitions of Middle Eastern artists in the West and vice versa. From humble beginnings, it's grown to be able to work with some of the largest artistic institutions in the region. Stapleton says cultural diplomacy can work well if it's in a spirit of genuine cultural exchange, but he warns against trying to buy status. Our project actually came out of no material plan. It came out of a friendship and a group of artists who believed in actually in each other's work. But obviously there's a materialism, an ugly materialism in the world where you can see a lot of people come to this part of the world because they think they can make money. And you see it on a government level and you see it on a military level and you see it on a cultural level and that's always going to be the case but you've got to watch out for that because that is a kind of exploitation and I think sometimes there's a trade-off with status for money so I'm not going to name examples but there is a, a wish to have that stamp of status on some of the institutions and some of the, the things here and and you know that is a that is a value that people are willing to pay for here. Contemporary Emirati artists say they're hoping their new museum will get more people at home interested in the arts and give local artists greater exposure to an international audience. 
Sarah Al Agrubi is a visual artist from Abu Dhabi who was educated in London. The UAE's market, the art market, is growing at such a rapid pace. We are witnessing an artistic transformation that is happening in the country, but I think there is a lack in a critical art thinking and critical discourse, especially on the levels that really communicate the concept of institutionalizing art, whether it's in younger students or whether it's thinking on a very transparent background that allows for political, socio-political and cultural debate. And I think those are the sort of foundations to a lot of uh, conversations that happen in the West because they have a long history of doing so. So coming back into the country, I kind of want to challenge those notions and be able to speak on that level. The Louvre Abu Dhabi was designed by architect Jean Nouvel. His modern domed desert outpost is not a replica of the original Louvre. This one was always meant to offer a distinctive regional flavour, a nod to Arab heritage and a reflection of local traditions and values. You won't see much in the way of nudity, for example. At the same time, the authorities in Abu Dhabi want to transform this city into an international capital of the arts. The Emirates tourism chief says the flagship museum is more than just a tourist attraction, it's the birth of a new cultural project. And for Camille Petit of the Institut Francais, the next 10 years may be even more exciting than the last. It's a huge project, the cultural district. Maybe there will be more than three museums. This is the first phase. There were other projects, you know. So um, I think you have to also have a picture of looking at Abu Dhabi, but also the whole country. You have Dubai 2020 coming up. A lot of visitors from all over the world. I mean, I think that the idea is to have like 20 million visitors each year. So um, where is it going to lead? I mean, I hope, I I think the idea is to be really a, a cultural and touristic hub in the region, just in the middle between east and west. And you have all you know, a lot of tourists from Asia coming, you know. Uh, and we also hope, French, I mean, the French government, that some tourists coming from China, for instance, uh, or India, or of course Australia, would go to the Louvre Abu Dhabi, and then they would, you know, would like to come to the Louvre, and they will go to Paris afterwards. One ranking of global soft power this year put France in the number one spot, ahead of the United States. The ranking measured a country's ability to exert influence through appeal and through persuasion rather than through military or economic means. And just as France wants to extend its reach and influence in the region, the Emirates is looking to do the same in the West. Its Louvre Museum is part of a broader strategy. The UAE hasn't made the list of global soft powers yet. But Stephen Stapleton of Edge of Arabia says it should. This is a region that is the custodian of the, of the cradle of civilization. This is Mesopotamia. This is the first cities in the world. This is the first agriculture in the world. Places that pioneered ways to organize societies, ways to feed societies. And that I'm constantly being reminded of that because we're, we are brought up to think that we are the center of the universe in the West and we're ahead of everything. And we don't know our history. And our history is censored and edited just like everybody else's so my learning here has been one of you know respecting um you know just the best ideas from both sides but also try and find a balance 
and avoid that exploitation, which unfortunately is like the name of the game in the capitalist society. You know, everybody's looking for money and status. For years, France's cultural outpost in Abu Dhabi's desert was delayed and then delayed again. The project had originally been agreed in 2007. Now that it's finally opened its doors, its two sponsors, France and the UAE, hope that it will not only showcase what President Macron called the power of beauty over hate, but will also give them both a little more of what they're looking for in each other's region. And that's, of course, power. Amanda Moreau for RFI Abu Dhabi.